First World Problems is now part of the Punk News Podcast Network, where you can check out other shows like the Punk News Podcast and Wizard's Beard. Visit punknews.org for those shows and many more, as well as all the latest news, new releases, and reviews of all your favorite bands. Check it out. Welcome to episode number 23 of First World Problems, the podcast. We're sitting here on a beautiful afternoon slash evening here in Southern California and with us via remote satellite from (laughs) Doylestown, Pennsylvania. You're in Doylestown, right, Nick? Yep. Doylestown, Pennsylvania, Mr. Nick Beard, who I don't think has been referenced in the previous episode. I hope not. Yeah, we just talked about how much of a dick you are. (laughs) Uh, Nick Beard is the current bass player of a rock band called Circus Survive, as uh, as well, and more famously known as the bassist of Taken. Mm-hmm. Who... Ray, were you in that band? I've never heard you talk about him before. <laughs> I, I know. Wait, Joey, didn't you roadie for Taken before? Oh, yeah. I talk about it all the time. I just don't remember you being there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And for the – you actually – no, I was going to say, Nick, you also did the infamous – girl scream on the <laughs> but you didn't was, you didn't do it was, on the recording right yeah i did oh that's right yeah well i was actually thinking about that the other day for some reason i don't remember why exactly but i was well, like i can't do that anymore i remember when you couldn't <laughs> for whatever reason well i think when we did our reunion shows you couldn't do that girl scream anymore i think i think i couldn't do it even at the end <laughs> you 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 reach puberty I think I reached puberty actually right after that recording. Well, for the for those that want a treat, you can listen to the first Taken EP, and at some point, I can't even remember what song it is. Do you? It's uh, Drowning in Numbers. I'm okay. pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, the hit single. Come uh, on, guys. <laughs> sorry, uh, the hit single Drowning in Numbers. Uh, Nick Beard lets out a very uh, blood curling girl scream. So. Right. Can you just add in the scream right here? Ooh, actually, you know what? Yeah, no one needs to buy the record. You'll just listen to it right here. <laughs> I mean, no, not you doing it right now, Nick. But we'll plug that in. Uh, <laughs> I was, was going to say, I got to warm up first. <laughs> and then with me, as always, are Mr. Scott Rockliss. I'm going to jump in real quick. Every time you say that, I always think you're going to say with me as always is Garth. But... <laughs> I, w- I would like to do that. Wait, what are, you, what are you doing right now? Are you pulling up like a sound effects thing or something? <laughs> me? Yeah, I thought when Joey was like, oh, can't you just show the screen right now? I thought you were just going to like hit a button and it was oh. going to have some generic like sound clip. No, I'll, I'll insert it in later when I edit this. Nice. I'll, I'll insert the, uh, you know, I do, we do a lot of post-production here. We're professionals. <laughs> All right. Um, Yes, and with me as always is Garth slash Joey Cahill. Hi. And Mr. Scott Arnold. Good day. Good day to you as well, sir. Um, yeah, so uh, here we are. We are going to talk about our quick hits, like we always do, to start the episode off right. And um, I'm going to go ahead and throw mine out initially. Uh, there is... I never, ever watch PBS or public broadcasting um, in general. I just don't, I don't know. I just don't find myself watching it very often, except when they do, like, Austin City Limits. They do cool live band footage there. But anyways, 
uh, Ken Burns, the famous documentary maker, uh, did a documentary on prohibition. He did, it was like a four part miniseries. Uh, I mean, it's like, it's fucking massive. It's like two hours a piece. So it's like eight full hours of what our country went through when they passed the 18th amendment. And it's super interesting because, you know, everyone has this perception on how our country was before and during and after, but then this really kind of peels away a lot of the layers uh, of what our country went through. And um, it was uh, it was very compelling and interesting. I don't know if any of you guys even were aware that this existed. Had Prohibition. I'm familiar with Prohibition. There was a couple I, amendments. <laughs> one starting Prohibition, then one ending it. What was it? Uh, what, what was the uh, the number of the amendment ending it, Joey? Uh, ending it would be, uh, I believe it was. If it was right after, it'd be 19. It was not. Was it okay? I just know Amendment 18, so I was. What's your favorite? It was somewhere around there. I know. What's, your favorite, what's your favorite? What's your favorite? Definitely Amendment 18. <laughs> definitely. Oh, that joke will never get old. Um, it was actually the 21st Amendment that repealed Prohibition. And actually, I probably should have checked that before I said that, but I'm just going to go ahead and throw that out there. <laughs> I so, can correct you. <laughs> yeah, please, please, please Wikipedia it immediately, Scott. Um, but yeah, no, the, the documentary is awesome. And it's, uh, it's just really interesting to see how Prohibition got introduced in the first place. And it wasn't by a bunch of people that were straight edge. So. Ray, you're correct, 1933, December 5th. Okay, cool. I did not know the date. Thank you. So, um, yeah, anybody that's interested in the, you know, kind of roaring 20s and all the crazy shit that happened then would be very interested in this documentary. So check it out. I'm pr- fairly certain you'd be able to find it pretty easily online because um, all the episodes have aired now. So check it out. Um, Nick Beard, you want to just jump in and th- sure. throw a quick hit? Yeah, I guess uh, my quick hit's going to be the TV show Workaholics. Ooh, been a popular topic these days. Has that uh, <laughs> has that been a quick hit yet? No. Yes. Joe and I were talking about it earlier today. No, we weren't. Um, were yeah, we, we were. Yeah. Oh, and, and multiple multiple people have recommended it to me recently as well. You being you one haven't of them, seen right? it? No, I haven't seen it yet, Nick. My God. It, you know what? I, I will suggest though, if you do, just not that not that the storyline you know, keeps continuing really. But I think starting at episode one is really important just for there's, I don't know, like a couple other people I tried to get into it. They didn't start at the first episode and they just were like, this is really stupid. See, I didn't start it. I completely missed the first season, which I've heard is better than this current season, but uh, yeah, uh, probably, but I've just, so I've randomly just seen, you know, the newer episodes and right. I mean, I'm going to go back and start from the beginning, but I I love it. Yeah, it's it's great. I'm very interested in checking it out. I mean, it I get the sense it's just kind of a bunch of random shit thrown together. Pr- uh, pretty much, but it's clever though. It's, you right. know, kind of like South Park where it all kind of concludes on a something. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's Yeah, whatever. Does it, I mean, does it does it have like a sketch comedy feel? No. no. Okay. No. There's not, like a story throughout, like a, an ongoing story throughout each episode. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a narrative. It's not in living color. No, no, no. no. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a narrative. It's, but it, it's, it's, all really, it's all really silly and random, but like, you know, cohesive. Okay, cool. 
Well, thank you, Nick. We appreciate the quick hit on the mm. workaholics, and maybe Comedy Central will step up and finally sponsor us. <laughs> Seriously. What uh, what do you got for the uh, the podcasting world, Joey? Um, again, I don't think I've ever done this as a quick hit, but Ray, you're usually there to remind me or let me know that I haven't. Um, I would like to recommend a candy um, that has might have surpassed Mike and Ike's as my favorite candy. Whoa. Yeah. It could just be a current obsession, but it, I don't know. It's been going on for a while now. Um, and that is a new candy called Hot Tamales. <laughs> um, You've never done this, Joey. But... Okay. I didn't think so, but I always second-guess myself. But I've been on the biggest Hot Tamales kick. Scott can probably attest to this, um, seeing the empty boxes thrown around the house. Yes. Uh, thank you. Uh, God damn it, are they good. Like sometimes there's one that are like really hot. Sometimes there are ones that aren't that hot. If you ah, oh, I could just you never know. Hot tamales, man. That the Just Born family, um, you know Mike and Ike's Hot Tamales, Jolly Joes. They're doing something right over there. Good for them. They you but you've always eaten like hot tamales have been a part of your repertoire they, for quite they, some time, right? They have, but they've always played you know second fiddle to Mike and Ike. And <laughs> Scott just fell out of his chair. Um, and. As of, you know, probably about a month or so ago, I was like, you know what, I'm going to get some hot tamales this time, and I haven't looked back. Wow. You know, I'll go I'll go to CVS or Target, and I'll buy three boxes at a time, because I don't know when I'm going to get to CVS or Target again. <laughs> it, it, could, it could be another two days before you go to one Seriously, of those places. What am I going to do, Ray? <laughs> I think the- uh, hot tamales is probably my favorite uh, of the, uh, like, I, I don't know what you'd categorize that school. Squishy, chewy candy. <laughs> I've got there's. I throw them in like there's the fruity candies and the chocolate candies. Right. Yeah. As far as the fruity, I, I mean, it's not. It's not really fruity, but it's not fruity, but it's not chocolatey. So they're kind of in a. They're just. A, sure. They're in a category of their own. It's Hot. my. Fa- it's my favorite of those. I would say though. Doesn't the well, do, doesn't Jolly Rancher make a chewy ish candy too? Everyone kind yeah, of jumps chewy bandwagon, and no one will ever top. Mike and Ike's are hot tamales. I th- you know what I think? I would really be interested if you... I started a candy podcast? Done. <laughs> oh, uh, well, on that, like if you track down somebody, like if you track down the marketing person for Just Born and we had them on as a guest, that would be awesome. Give me five minutes. Okay. <laughs> but- See you, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I-, I will work on that. Yeah, I-, I, would- I would love that. That would be a very fun episode, I think. Do you think. think we can get free candy from it? Possibly. Okay, I'm going to work on it for real now. All right, good. So hot tamales, check them out at your local grocery store <laughs> or liquor store or Target. Or movie theater. Yes. For $10. They have movie theaters? Yeah, I've seen them. I'm, I'm doing it wrong. It's okay. Did sure. so, you ever get sick of them? No. All right. They're delicious. I, Why would I get sick of them? I don't know. I get really into candy corn, and then after like... Oh, whoa, whoa. Whoa, <laughs> Sorry, I just threw up a little in my Scott. mouth. Scott, that's because you get a, an entire bag, like a three-pound bag of candy corn, and eat it all in a day. I'll have a, box, I'll have a box of Mike and Ike's that'll last me, you know, three or four days because I just take a couple, you know, a handful at a time. A couple yeah, hits. A few hits. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it sounded like you were going to say. Yeah, I just, take, I just crunch up a little and snuff it, and it's fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. Yeah, how do you snuff What, I snuff it, like put it in my lip? Yeah. <laughs> just how, absorb the juices. However you but, can introduce it to your system the quickest, Joey. My quick hit was going to be that tobacco stuff, Sniz or whatever it's called. Um, 
Wait, wait, wait. I'm not familiar with Sniz. What is Isn't it? Isn't it Snus? A Snus. There oh, okay. Sniz. That's close. Uh, Scott, do you have a uh, candy or something else to recommend? Come back to me. Go ahead. Well, we're, 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 we're all done. done. Yeah, we're all I'll done. Talk, I'll talk about something else real quick. Okay. Um, went to Target the other day. Uh, a couple days after Halloween, and as you know, they have amazing Halloween sales afterwards. I got more costumes for my dogs <laughs> at ninety percent off. Oh yeah, I got, it's a fire I got, sale. I got Emma a cow costume that cost a dollar forty. <laughs> it was so cool. They should just give it away. Seriously, yeah. we got we got them Halloween shirts that cost sixty nine cents. It was awesome. There you go. Oh, let me talk about not a quick hit while Scott's thinking. So my favorite time of year, well, Christmas, I enjoy the holiday season for one reason and one reason only, and that's mint M&Ms. And it's usually about this time that they come out, but Target didn't have any. Instead, they had a shitload of cinnamon M&Ms. What the fuck is that? But I don't understand what a cinnamon M&M is. You know what, Ray? Neither do I. And I bought some because I was curious, and I've yet to try them. But if I don't get mint M&Ms this holiday season, shut up, Scott. There's going to be hell to pay. That No, this is clearly a first-world problem, so yep. I, I really appreciate you bringing that up. Seriously. They even had a section for them, but they were just filled with cinnamon M&Ms. Maybe they're discontinued. Maybe a kid choked on them. Well, why, wouldn't they choke on other M&Ms? They're the same size, Ray. That's the joke, Joey. <laughs> I don't find it very funny because this is a serious issue for me. I'm sorry. Joey, Scott, are you are you a fan of peanut butter M&Ms? Yeah, but you can get those year-round. Mint are only around over the holiday season. Is that right? Yeah, yeah it's like it's like, like cranberry splash, Sierra Mist. And just but, like the, the Starbucks drinks. I heard right. you can order all the Starbucks drinks whenever you want, but it's just not on the menu. Ooh. That no, that's not true. I used to work there. Not true? Because the peppermint... Um, Whatever the syrup is available year round, uh, it's a big deal when that comes in. There, there we go. A lot of barista behind the scenes knowledge there. Yeah, that that was circa two thousand five. So I don't know if it's still true. Times have changed. Yeah. So Scott, I, Scott I've stalled enough. Are you ready? I know. Good job, Joey. <laughs> um, yeah, I am ready. I have a book. Scott, are you yelling because Ike just perked up? <laughs> no, I had to get the book because I don't know the title. Okay. Uh, it's called Steve Jobs. Nope. The <laughs> book is called The Defense of the Realm, the author- the, author- the, the Authorized History of MI5. Um, so this book is about the British version of the CIA, and it's the like complete history from the formation all the way through the Cold War. And it's awesome. And it's like real-life James Bond stuff. And Check now, it out. And now you're going to be a spy after that? Well... I went through, when I watched all the 24 shows, I got really into becoming a spy. So I feel like I'm halfway there. And with this, my knowledge will be complete. I can't wait. Okay. What's what? You're obviously going to have to change your name. What will your spy name be? The Bat. <laughs> okay. I back that. Okay. The Bat? The Bat. Hmm. He does, he does have kind of big ears. Isn't that what you're referencing? I don't know. Or you're, or or you're just going to be like the listener. You're going to be the guy that bugs all the rooms and sits across. Yeah, I'll be like the the boy with the dragon tattoo. <laughs> I I can't wait for you to shave your head and look really weird. Yes. 
<laughs> All right. Well, that uh, wraps up our lively quick hit section. Um, now we'll kind of talk about uh, music and TV and movies and stuff that we've all uh, watched recently, or some of us have watched recently. Um, Nick, I, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and throw you under the bus immediately. Has, uh-huh. there, has there been anything uh, you've enjoyed recently from the, uh, the musical perspective, as it were? Uh, to be honest? I know you're not much of a new music guy. <laughs> I understand that. and I, I... No, I, I really haven't listened to anything. Well, what about, like, you know, some of the... Because obviously, Circus Survive is a heavy touring act. Like, what? Uh, right. Maybe, the past maybe well, year, like, what bands have you taken out that you've been like that you maybe have never listened to before, but you saw them and you're like, "Holy shit, they're really good." Um, I mean, uh, we were just out with Maps and Atlases, who I'd always heard a shit ton about, um, never really listened to them, and they're fucking awesome. Um, let's see. Uh, before before that, we were out with Foxy Shazam. Oh, and, you guys uh, toured with them? Yeah, yeah, we did a little kind of East Coast Sea Market thing. They're pretty. They're pretty sexy. <laughs> I, I have uh, friends that are obsessed with that band. They're. I mean, like, have any of you guys seen them play before? That's. I've just heard their live shows. Unbelievable. I've seen. I mean, the last I saw them. Well. I think Makoto played with them at Chain Reaction, and that was oh, really? that was years ago. So. Oh, okay. But I mean, the it's singer- probably a different kind of thing. I mean, I- I'm sure he's always been insane. Like, I- it's not it's not like they do anything like, you know, the, like like uh, totally crazy uh, production or anything. It's just the singer's like literally eat cigarettes. Insane person. Yeah, he just does like really weird, like you know, kind of like he does a lot of things that are like awkward, but. But it's funny, like it. It's it's really weird. I can't really describe it unless you just see it or experience it. Yeah, he was he was doing weird stuff when <clears throat> I saw him at Chain Reaction, just you know, dancing with people who clearly didn't want to be danced with and <laughs> making making people feel awkward, but in a way that like doesn't embarrass them. Yeah, like he 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 starts stories between every song, and every day it's like. You know, you you'd think he would have to like rehash a bunch of stuff, um, just because he, he you know literally half the show is him telling stories and acting and stuff, and uh, he's just always like witty and just like coming up with shit on the spot. It's crazy. Nice. Can uh, I say shit on this? Is this like oh, PG? No, PG this is explicit. We <laughs> we usually talk about full ter- full penetration pornography when we get to Scott's part. <laughs> Yeah, that's his quick hit. Scott gets a little racy sometimes, where we actually do have to censor Scott, but that's just because he's he's an animal, right? And we can't, and we really don't want to go like you know have people that are like sexually perverted start downloading our podcast because you know that's to hear Scott talk about buttholes, right? Are you are you guys all in one room right now? We're not. Scott's in the room next to me. Okay. Yeah, they're echoing with one another. Um. Well, cool. Well, that's uh, I understand you're not much of a new music consumer, Nick. So I appreciate you uh, delving into your brain for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Joey, what did uh, what you have so, on your your agenda, as it were? Uh, two records. Okay. Uh, the first being Trapped Under Ice, Big Kiss Goodnight, okay. out on Good Fight and Reaper, um, and it's great. I am very impressed with this record. 
uh, I feel like they took like the trapped under ice sound and just improved on it and made it. Uh, I mean, I, I'm assuming with the help of of Chad from Newfound Glory producing, made it more not listenable, but just or pop poppy. I guess there's po- there's parts you can tell that are like a little more pop influenced. To a, I, yeah, that's, I don't it's, know how to describe it, but like you can just tell that there, there's like more melody and like. They do weirder things, like, you know, there's, like, a weird singing part, which is probably my, my favorite part on the record, and I wish they would do it more. Um, but I don't, it's, I didn't think I would like it as much as I did. I thought I would just, you know, it'd be a cool record. But, like, I keep going back to this record. I genuinely really love it. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a cool, it's a cool record. I mean, I, I don't find myself listening to it a ton, but when I first got it, it was like, like, I was proud of the band, as cheesy as that sounds, because it's so easy to be a hardcore band and basically just play that for the rest of your life and put out two full lengths and break up. Um, but you can tell that they're trying to be something a little bit different than everything that's average out there. Yeah, and that's what I like. I think their next record will be even weirder and even cooler yeah. if, they, if they keep going in this direction. And not saying it doesn't sound like Trapped Under Ice. Like it sounds like Trapped Under Ice, but it sounds like like a... Not they, I mean they're a hardcore band, but it doesn't sound like a, they sound like a real band instead of just kids make. I mean that sounds like an asshole thing, but yeah, you know what I mean. Like they're not seventeen-year-old kids trying to write the no, like, sickest mosh parts. Yeah, like they write songs and you know are trying to you know expand past like hardcore kids and get more people to listen to their band. They're basically not trying to be like Circus Survive and running the heaviest mosh parts. Yeah. I don't know how you guys do it song after song. I mean, metal, it, Circus Survive is basically just a softer version of a metalcore giant. Pretty much. What, Nick, what... Because obviously, since you guys have done your fair share amount of you know headlining uh, tours, like, and obviously every agent submits like 4,000 bands that... Right. You know, what, like, I'm sure you guys have seen bands come across, and not so much where you're like, you look at the band and you're like, oh, that band's fucking terrible, we'd never take them out. But what's been, right. the, what's been the band that you've seen on the list where you're just like, there's no way we could ever tour with them, that's so weird. Yeah. Oh my god, there was definitely one that I cannot remember right now. <laughs> but I remember we were all just like, what? <laughs> was it, like, do you find your, do you find people submitting, like, metal bands to go out with you guys where it's like, do you even know what we sound like? Um, I, I haven't really seen the submissions in a, in In the past few tours. Um, but I, I remember the last one I looked at it. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was all across the board. It was, there was all kinds of shit on there. Yeah. But, uh, fuck, I can't remember that one. Has and has there has there ever been a band that's like you personally, or whether it's you personally or whether the band collectively have been like, they're like, maybe not even so much like they're actually bigger than we are at Circus Survive, but they're like, right. what? There's no way like we wouldn't do that out of just like sheer respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think the band I'm trying to think of is that scenario. <laughs> I I literally can't even like. It was probably to, it, was, it was probably Muse. It's okay, you can say it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. It, yeah, it was Muse. It's <laughs> a um, band. Yeah. <laughs> Madonna. Cool, yeah. Madonna. That would be a good tour. <laughs> that would be a good tour. 
yeah, I just always find that funny because I know like whatever, even bands I've worked with at the record label where it's like, you know, I've been a part of like trying to help them pick bands. And it's like, sometimes right. you see bands on a list where it's just like, dude, like, why are it's you? Just a, it's just the booking agents just blasting out totally. all their, their whole roster to every submission possible. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, um, cool. I want to talk about one more record. Of course. Quick. No, that's fine. And, uh, this record was shown to me by a friend, um, or is Andy? I think he, well, he works at Prosthetic, but uh, yes. I know um, the band Junius. I think that's how you say it. And the rec- record is "Reports from the Threshold of Death." Um, Ray, have you listened to this? No, I, I haven't because it's not on Spotify. <laughs> uh, um, I I think you might genuinely like it. When what I hear when I listen to it is, it kind of reminds me of Coma. Oh uh, yeah, I back not, it. To be not as like heavy at, at parts it's a, um but then like the vocals kind of remind me as weird as it sounds as uh coldplay and muse kind of combined okay i don't know it's 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 different um but it's really cool i've Just, heard i've heard very very positive things about the yeah. record and honestly i've been meaning to check it out but i i'm not even kidding when i say that it hasn't been it's not on spotify because prosthetic records is off spotify so that's well right there's a crazy thing called itunes and or record stores whoa whoa Uh, i know know that you used to work at a record store and you've turned your back on them and any sort of um you know even a digital thing that would help make money for people but you just listen to things for free no um like spotify furthermore ray there are these places on the internet where you can acquire music you, I, um, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Yeah, I, I wasn't mean, trying to go there, Scott, because that is illegal. <laughs> no, no, no. Licenses are everywhere. You just yeah. <laughs> licenses are everywhere. Uh, but yeah, Ray, I think I, I'd like to hear what you think of it uh, once it you ever get around to listening to no, it. No, I, I will. I, I will make an effort to download it, and I will give an update on Off a iTunes. future show. Yes, I will. Um, cool. Sweet. And I, I would prefer Scott to not play drums. <laughs> um, Scott, yeah. do, you, do you need to be reminded of what you're listening to this time? No. What, yeah, what do, you, what do you got for, uh, for our listeners, our 45 and older listeners? Um, I would like everyone to revisit a, the perfect live record. And it's by my friend Leonard, Leonard Cohen, um, Live in the Isle of Wright. In 1970, um, there are 17 wonderful Leonard Cohen records, but this one captures him at a very special time in his life. So, and in the world, was he? Was is this is when he was on heroin or off heroin? Uh, you're confusing artists, right? I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm insulted. No, I know he he wasn't he wasn't a notorious drug user. I'm just playing with you. Absolutely not. Were you and you were introduced to Leonard Cohen through your father, correct? Big fan. Shout out to Phil Arnold. <laughs> I don't think he'll be listening, but <laughs> uh, well, you should probably play this for him because he'd probably get a big kick out of it. Maybe. But yeah, it's awesome. This is, Check it out. That that's actually a good question that I, I want to pose to everybody. What name? Since all of us were raised by parents. <laughs> 
<laughs> what what one artist like stands out in your mind that your parents kind of got you into whether it was like indirectly or directly whether they were like all right you should listen to this because i think this music is awesome so we know we know scott's nick did uh dave or wanda beard uh have any part in that uh my parents weren't really like super big on music um so the closest thing i could think of is like going to school every day and my mom listening to the uh, Young Guns 2 soundtrack oh, every, every fuck single day. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's huge. Uh, but I don't really like Bon Jovi, so I don't know if that worked. But that, that shit was good at the time, though. No, I, I thought it was really good at the time. I mean, they're, they're good songs. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure you thought you were a badass listening to it, too, right? I did. Yeah, I know I did. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Joey? Did your uh, parents introduce you to uh, anything that you stuck stuck with you or maybe didn't stick with you like Nick? No. <laughs> Nothing. Like, I don't even remember them listening to music at all. <laughs> really? I think I just kind of found it on my own. And, yeah. I honestly can't think of one band. My mom really likes Guns N' Roses, which is weird, but that's a recent thing. It's like they're, in, they're like a new band. <laughs> Chinese democracy. I know. She's like, have you heard of that record, Chinese democracy? Uh, I was in her car a few years ago, and she had Guns N' Roses' greatest hits, and I was like, what is this? She's like, I love this record. <laughs> like, Where were you in, like, when you took away my Guns N' Roses tape? <laughs> it's pretty good. Well, uh, hey, as long as she, if she gets into it now, it's even cooler. Yeah. My, my dad has, like, three or four bands, maybe, that he just rotates. And each one will get probably a three to four month window where it's where he just listens to that and he goes out and buys all the crazy box sets. And it, it's kind of cool. I, I really, I, I do not wonder where you get your habits at all, Scott. You and your dad are so similar as far as what you guys do. I, I disagree, but okay. Well, in your habits, you guys get obsessed with stuff and then you, you go for it. I do not. Yeah. Okay, Scott, don't disagree with me. Uh, I remember my mom listening to the monkeys. She, and I still like the monkeys. And I, I thought, I didn't know that they were a fake band. And then like, once I actually found out that they were like put together like a boy band, I was like, Oh man, that's a bummer. <laughs> but I was, I was into that and I watched the television show. And then my mom also got me into Bob Dylan, which was obviously cool. So, but I mean, she wasn't a big music person, but she definitely listened to it. Like, like Nick said, like in the car, when she'd be driving around, it'd be something that she would listen to as opposed to like, you know, giving a record to me or anything like that. Um, okay, cool. Leonard Cohen, Scott, everyone should check out the live record. Um, do you have anything else, Scott? Um, Joy, please remind me. Girls or... Metro non girls. Girls is a this is their second record on True Panther Sounds. Um, it's awesome. Check it out. They have Trent. they have billboards up all over Silver Lake for their record. Yeah, Scott, I've never heard this band. What do they sound like? Um, a little folky. A little uh. Yeah, they have they have a little rock in them. They're not a little bit. I mean, they're not like Fleet Foxes folk. No. Uh, the coolest part is that the singer was raised in a cult, 
And um, I've heard talk about that. Pretty cool. Sorry, not very descriptive. As usual, Scott. Wouldn't have it any other way from you. <laughs> we are professional journalists. We are. It's true. We are journalists. <laughs> I, think that should, I think that should be, if we ever make t-shirts, that should be on the back of it. Yeah. Agreed. Um, cool. Uh, I have two records to talk about. Um, one is from a band called Whirr, W-H-I-R-R, um, and they have a 7-inch and a full-length. They're both impossible to find, which I'm sorry, but you can find them uh, online just by Googling the band's name, and you'll be able to trip on it. Uh, it's one of the guys from this band called Deaf Heaven that's on Deathwish. Wish. Um, he, he actually doesn't tour with the band anymore, and now he's just focusing on this, but basically it's the best shoegaze type stuff that's around right now um in my opinion i mean this this thing like from the first listen uh when i got the seven inch it was like holy fuck like they sound basically they sound like my bloody valentine at its best um and they're all like 18 to 20 years old um i always put myself back to you know when i was that age like i i just would it would never occur to me to play music like this um, and then obviously it's like kids do that. And so it just, it blows my mind that people are this young and are able to put this layered textured sounds together when it's just like, you know, when you're 15 to 16 years old, you're obviously just figuring out how to play guitar. <laughs> and so these, these kids are doing something pretty, right. pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. This, this band was called Whirl at one point, correct? Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure about that. I believe but they, they I believe they were, it, it, if they were called Whirl, or if I don't remember, yeah. But they, at one point, they were either called Whirl or they're now called Whirl. Okay, yeah. The, I mean, the seven inch they just released was on TP Records, and it's Whir W H I R R. So okay. they probably and I think they used to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so their their seven inch is called June, and uh, their full length is called Distressor. So you can Google that. Uh, Distressor is not, it was only on vinyl, but you can find download links for it. Um, legally, of course, uh, online. And when I say legally, I put that in arrow quotes. <clears throat> and then the other record is from a band called Pianos Become the Teeth. The record is called The Lack Long After. Um, they're currently on tour with uh, a previous guest on the program, Touche Amore. Um, and they just released this record about two weeks ago or a week ago. <clears throat> and um, it falls along the same lines as, you know, the whole quote-unquote screamo revival with bands like La Dispute, Touche Amore, that type of stuff. Um, <clears throat> they have a little more bleaker uh, sonic structure where it's like they really concentrate on uh, a lot of the depressing facts of life. This whole record was written about, I think, one of the, either the guitarists or the vocalists, um, one of his parents passing away, and they actually have a voicemail at the end of the record playing um, a, a voicemail from his mother telling him that, I think it was his father that passed away. Um, I mean, that this story is obviously very hazy, but basically saying that he will always love you, that type of stuff. Um, so it's pretty, I mean, it's very emotionally heavy, but the record is unbelievable. It blew my mind. It actually reminds me of stuff that you would see easily in the late 90s, early 2000s, where it's like, you know, bands were touring more regularly and becoming really good at what they were doing um, and actually playing in front of more than like 10 people. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, this record's amazing. Have you listened to it, Joey? I love it. Yeah, it's and I, unbelievable. Uh, this was pointed out to me by Jeremy. Um, we were listening to it in his car one day, and he said, he was like, forever I was trying to figure out who his voice, because his voice is a little bit different on this record. Yeah. He's like, I'm trying to, I was trying to figure out who it sounds like, and it finally hit me. Um, and it got really quiet. Is everyone there? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, he, uh, he said it reminded him of the, the Burt's vocals on the first used record <laughs> at okay. times. Okay. And so after, you know, Jeremy having the used record on his iPod as well, we listened to it afterwards, and he's kind of right. Okay. If you go back and listen to it, but it, and, and that's a, in a good way because that first used record is actually kind of cool. But, uh, um, yeah, um, but I love this record. Yeah, and Nick, just to even further reference it, this is totally a band that Taken would have toured with. Like, right. It's just, I don't know, it just has that sound where it's like, you know, whatever, we show, you know, we show up at a local venue and then like a random local band plays that's amazing. Like that, that's what this band is where it's like, oh wow, holy shit, where'd these dudes come from? Huh. <clears throat> like Cleanse the Earth? <laughs> Cleanse the Earth, the white power band that oh Taken played with in New Hampshire. New Hampshire, yeah. We talked about that too the other day, me and Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> so good. That's, I think we lost... I think we lost Scott. He's I think on, that's what all that noise was. I think he's on mute. Uh-huh. I know. Uh-huh. He's got professional uh-huh. pro- professional podcasting one on one. That that, uh, <laughs> that day in New Hampshire is the reason why I've, I apologize to our New Hampshire listen, New Hampshire listeners. Uh, New Hampshire is my least favorite state because of everything <laughs> that happened in that day. It was a very interesting day. But wait a minute. What else happened? I mean, well, what else that, did other bad stuff happen? Well, that was the night after the guy we were sleeping in the van in Massachusetts. And oh, right, the, 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 dro- the hold up thing. Yeah, that, that, that in the that van- red cord dude's house or whatever. Right in the van, it was me, you, and Juan in the van, right, Joey? Uh, wasn't Chad with us, or was he in the Troy? Troy thing? was in there. Yeah, I can't remember. I yeah. Oh, I don't know if Juan was in there. Whatever. You well, should. Well, someone someone Chad. should tell the someone should tell the story though, because it's pretty good. Well. That that whole night was just crazy. Um, we stayed at I don't remember what part of Massachusetts it was in. I don't remember anything Lynn, about it. Lynn, yep. Okay, we were in Lynn, Massachusetts. Uh, I remember Chad and I. This is beginning of the story. Went to we all went to the grocery store and bought a pizza, and we got home. And he's like, "Oh, my oven doesn't work," so we tried to cook it in his microwave, and it sucked. So he had a huge dog that humped everything. Oh, that's right. And yeah. that's why we, I think why we all slept in the van is because this dog just humped everything. Yeah. Um, he was trying to kill Colin the whole time. <laughs> and uh, I remember Dude Bro was just like, yeah, man, you just got to be the alpha male. The dog the alpha like male. 80 pounds. Uh, yeah. So some of us go to sleep in the van, and then other people, I think, went to go sleep in the This Day Forward van. And we're all, you know, all starting to, to fall asleep in a large drunk person my memory serves me correctly came and just started banging on the windows and saying things like i know you have drums in there like i've got a nine which i was i assume he's referring to his gun uh uh pretty much let, let me in and then just kind of stumbled off or i don't know if there was more to it ray that you remember 
No, I just remember us immediately being like, we need to call 911. This dude's going to come back and shoot us. <laughs> I've And I've never, I've definitely never been more wanting to get the hell out of a place. Like, usually, you know, whatever. You stay at a person's place. It kind of sucks. You're like, whatever, we'll deal with like, it. Like, the time you sleep on a wet mattress with condoms on the ground. But, you know. <laughs> and then, yeah, you end up breaking his, uh, his fucking... The, the, the stupid st- hat. Stu- yeah, whatever. Anyways. Um, yeah, but I definitely remember being like, okay, guys, like, yeah, we should get out of here, like, immediately. We did, right? Oh, yeah. We were like, we were like, all right, we're going to go get a hotel. We're going to drive to New Hampshire and get a hotel. <laughs> so we, we get the hotel, and for some reason, Ray and I woke up early, and everyone was still sleeping, and we were like, well, let's go find the venue, see what's around here. And we're driving and just seeing, like, a big piece of, like, particle board with CFC, which was the venue spray painted on it We're like well this is this is it can't believe you remember the name of the venue chem free club oh yeah so we park and we walk up to the venue just kind of looking in and there's a kid like he's like taping flyers or something in the window and he's like oh what's up guys like you know can i help you with anything and he's like oh you know we're we're playing here tonight just kind of wanted to check out the venue and he's like oh cool he's like you think you guys can bring some of your friends he's like oh <laughs> we're from california he's like oh isn't okay. that isn't that your job? Like, yeah, <laughs> you're the promoter, right? Um, that, and that's and that is the difference between touring now versus touring then, where people the word promoter meant a little different. Yeah, like there was then. no there was no Twitter <laughs> to say, "Hey, we're in New Hampshire. Come to this show," or yeah. Facebook, or Friendster, or MySpace. <laughs> or Cell phones? Uh, I think we had. A couple. Cell I didn't have a cell phone. Yeah, I did. I think I did have a cell phone, but it wasn't like. You it was like you can't use it because it's like five thousand dollars. Yeah, there a weren't smart, there weren't smartphones. No, My, uh, it was all Maps and MapQuest. Um, and so you know, the night comes, we get to the venue, and we're loading in, and they're stamping people in the bands like their hands, and they come to me and like, oh, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm the roadie. I'm like, all right, ten bucks. Like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm with the band. Like, yeah, hey, yeah. Are you in the band? I was like, no, but I'm on tour from California. Like, okay, ten bucks. And <laughs> I have a slight—I wouldn't say an anger problem, but short fuse. Short fuse. So I was getting very heated, and it just came. She was like, only girlfriends of the band and band members getting for free. So the that band, The Rise, who was on Fair, it was also on tour, and the singer was like of that band was like, oh, he's my boyfriend. And she was like, well, as long as you're fucking him. Uh, and so that's how I didn't have to pay for a show in New Hampshire. <laughs> and that, that's why New Hampshire is such a great state. Well, then the White Power Band play, or the White Power Band headlined. Uh, that's true. Um, but I think one of the other great things about that show was during Ray's breakdown moment at the end of the last song, uh, the, the... Oh, I forgot about this. The owner, someone who worked at the venue... While the mid-set walks up to Ray as he's on the ground and leans over and says, if you break my mic, I'll fucking kill you. (laughs) Uh, That happened? Yeah. And I, I, like, usually, obviously, when we were playing that part of the song, it's like, usually, you know, most of us didn't really know what we were doing. Like, we were just, you know, losing our minds, whatever. But, and there was very rare times where something would snap me back into reality. But that did. And it's like, I looked at him, like, just like the biggest... 
get the fuck off the stage look and like he, he was like he got it and was like oh maybe i shouldn't have bothered you during this part maybe you're playing us like yeah could, well could we well, talk about this later they didn't want to break you didn't want you to break the mic because it'd have to come out of the, the massive guarantee oh that's right our three thousand dollar guarantee for the night <laughs> yo so was the was the white power band after were they called cleanse the earth or did, I don't they, remember pl- they, had a- or did they play the song cleanse the earth two times because i remember there was a song on their set list that was twice written i believe they i don't remember the name i think the song was called cleanse the earth yeah and it was on the list twice right well it's their hit single you know about <laughs> cleansing the earth or, or they were filming a video for that song so they had to play it twice uh, i i would go with the the latter the latter as opposed to the former yeah um Oh, that's yep. That's just a little nugget of and great tour. From my understanding, New Hampshire is a beautiful state, so I I apologize if I'm. Yeah, if if any listeners of ours are from New Hampshire, we would like to hear from you on either our Twitter or Facebook to let us know that you apologize for the show that we had there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and kind of on that same random note. Nick, you have you've always been a very uh, DIY person in the sense of like you're the, you're the type of guy that likes to figure shit out on his own. Like right. you, you find a problem and you're like like I remember on one tour we did you brought a book of coding on the road. It was like this <laughs> fucking 700 page book, and you were like, I'm gonna read this from front to back and know how to code. Um, or I I, don't, I can't remember if it was HTML or whatever. No, it was. it was it was Flash. Flash. There you go. Um, so that just kind of a little snippet of who you are as a person. Um, and obviously that hasn't changed even though you are in a successful band and like, you know, on your most recent tour, it's like, you know, you were very hands-on in regards to your lighting and you didn't bring a production person and stuff like that. Right. Um, what's been the most, like considering that you guys have obviously toured the world and you've toured with a lot of different bands that, you know, have a bunch of different shit going on. What's been the most ridiculous thing that you've seen another band do that you were just like, what are you do? What are you wasting money on a person uh, to squirt water guns out on the crowd for, or like whatever, some ridiculous thing. What's the weirdest um, thing you've seen? Or I can't, or, or is it pretty much anytime you're like, dude, you don't need three guitar techs. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, I mean, any example of that I can think of is just like fucking massive bands that like they're making so much money. It's like that just is what it is. You know what I mean? Sure. I, cool. Um, now we can move on to sort of uh, I don't know TV movie type stuff. Um, what about yourself, Nick? Uh, I pretty much only watch Workaholics, Dexter, and football. Okay, let's talk about Dexter, and then let's yeah. talk about football. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, well, uh, first of all, Joey or Scott, do you guys watch Dexter? Are you watching it at all? Or? Yes. I think we're, are you caught up, Scott? Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're all. I, I mean, I'm, I'm like, I think I'm about two episodes behind. But oh, cool. Uh, this would be a really good conversation. No, no, no. Whoa, hey, this is <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, this is a comment on this season. This isn't like I'm not talking about specifics of these episodes. I this the show is bumming me out. Come on, dude. How I, they can't they can't continue this system? Of, what else are they going to do? Right. Well, that's the thing. It's like I, to me, this season was like the breaking point of whether or not I would continue to care about this show. And I just feel right. like it's like I don't know. Like honestly, the, to me, the most compelling character 
of this whole season so far is, uh, you know, well, I was going to say most deaf, but he's not referred to as that anymore, is most. <laughs> really? That's bad news for you, Ray. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, I, and I knew, well, clearly, anybody that gets close to Dexter dies, so I knew that was coming. Um, it was just a matter of time. But, I, so, I mean, do you guys, like, do you guys feel that way at all, or you guys just kind of watch it just because it's, I mean, it is fun to watch, don't get me wrong, but I just don't know how much, I, I don't know if I care. Well, what's, what's your problem with it? it? Like, how it's just every season there's a new villain, and... Yeah, and I just don't feel, I mean, and it's like... It's obviously... always the same kind of, like, basic it's, blueprint but for some reason i every like i'm still totally sucked in every episode even though it's you know stuff that's pretty much been done right what, what what i like about this season is that it's starting off slow and i feel like it's just building and building and that the the last few episodes are going to be crazy yeah like i just i i think like even though it's the, you know the same blueprint like the the doomsday killers like i think is, are really cool, um, and I mean last last season was pretty different. Like, well, last season was a conti- like kind of like a continuation of the Trinity Killer, right? And it was just like Dexter's kind of just dealing but with. But the it. format of that was different, even yeah, just with him having like a partner and uh, yeah. I mean, to me, that was maybe the best season. Like that, that's so intense at the end. I liked I liked the uh, the John Lithgow season was my personal favorite. Yeah, probably probably that one. But I uh, mean, yeah, so I. I don't like. I don't have anything that's inherently wrong with the show because, like, you know, they have like you, everybody's saying they have the blueprint, they have an archetype, they have a narrative, and you know, it's. But I just don't. I. I just. It's not sustainable as far as I'm concerned. For I. I see what you're saying, Ray. Yeah. I would like in the show in the future to like. I. Th- I th- would like for. It to be more about like Dexter and. Like his sister, like their relationship, and if she if she finds out, or like his 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 ex wife, you mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but stuff like that, like yeah, I I want like the the villains to kind of be like a subplot to like Dexter as a person. Yeah, like that's I'm more you know want to know how Dexter lives. Yeah, uh, the book like the books. I've read three of the books, and the books like I mean. I mean, it's not even funny how different they are. Like the first book matched the first season, but that was it. Um, and so it's it's and the books tend to hit more on Dexter as a human and obviously how he deals with everything. Um, uh, but yeah, so the, Ray, there's a, there was a, in the most recent episode, there's a uh, return character that's pretty cool that I think could could be interesting. Okay. So, anyways, okay, Joey and Nick football. Nick, who's I'm not are allowed you, to talk about football. No, you are sorry, Scott. I mean, you, well, you care about <laughs> not allowed. You care about football just as much as I do. I think. Nick, are you an Eagles fan? I am. Is that weird being from Southern California, or is it just being around it? No, like, I think I think I didn't care about football until I moved until here. You got the, gotcha. So that's kind of what happened. And cool. Uh, I don't not hate the Eagles. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't like the Eagles. There's teams I hate. There's teams I hate. See, the problem is living in Southern California. Like, I don't have a team. I'm not going to root for the Chargers because I don't live in San Diego, and I'm definitely not going to root for the Raiders. So wait, what is your team then? Uh, I just have teams I don't like more than teams <laughs> you don't I have. Like. You don't have teams you like, do the, like. The teams I root for are the Titans, the Lions, and the Seahawks. Weird. And and once LA gets a team, unless it's the right. Raiders, then I will 100%. You know, invest myself into them, but. Right. Until then, it's just 
rooting for the Patriots to lose and rooting for the Cowboys to lose. Yeah. And what, what about what about Green Bay? Do you guys hate Green Bay? How do you hate Green Bay? Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Like you can't. I mean, I like I, I. I mean, from the very very limited knowledge that I have about football, and partially just because my dad was a huge Green Bay fan, I, I like, like them. There's no. Re- there's nothing about Green Day. Green Bay that I mean. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> or Green Day. <laughs> oh, like Green Bay's just. They're just an all. They're, they're so good. If there's anything you cannot like about them, it's just they're too good. Too good. Sure. Um. I would like to pat myself on the back because I am alive in one of my survival football leagues. I'm still alive, and it's like ten weeks into football season or something. Good for you. I know. One strike. I've got one strike. It's me and three other people, and it, I mean, I've had one strike for like five weeks, and I've just been fucking skating by. So I'm. If I right. win, if I win, I'll be proud. If you need any advice, just let me know. I, 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 I was out of my league a long time ago. I know. So me, me and you stepped out of our league together pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> that sucked. Yeah. Nick, do you play fantasy football? No, that shit's too complicated. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty fun. I mean, maybe I'll try it someday. But Yeah, you should, Nick, you, if you wanted to start with something easy, you just do survival football, like what I was saying, where basically the idea is you pick one team each week to win. And right. You get two strikes or three strikes, depending on what league you're playing in, and then uh, it's basically you can, pick, you can pick any team, like any like, team, but you can only pick them once. Like right. you can only pick the Packers to win once. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so, okay. I was gonna say, don't you just like pick the most yeah. like, obvious matchup like, every week? Yeah. Pick, who, pick whoever the Colts are playing. Right. But yeah, no. But that's the, and that's the concept where it's like you know, do you, is your strategy pick kind of subpar teams to skate by? Or I guess you, you got to keep it close at first, yeah, to, to save your strikes to the end, probably. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or it's I mean, your 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 top teams. teams to the, yeah. yeah. Whatever. We'll, we'll we'll talk off air. You should play it next year. It's I will. Fun. Um, cool. Well, that's uh, that's good. Joey, do you have anything uh, you'd like to hit on television wise uh, or television movie wise? Uh, television again. Oh. Just to repeat myself for who knows how many times. If you're not watching Community or Fringe. You're an asshole, <laughs> dude. Seriously, this both of those shows, Joey. I, I mean, are fucking unbelievable. Yeah, like the fact, like Community might make it another season. Like Fringe is gonna get canceled. Like yeah. I, and people are fucking stupid because they're not watching it. It's a like it sucks. <laughs> this, um, yeah, this season they've just been a. It's such an unbelievable. Well, we've talked about it in previous episodes. Oh but, yeah, I, I like I'm repeating myself, but yeah, I feel like people aren't listening. Our legions and legions of followers. I know. Could you know just turn these shows around? Yeah, it's true. So yeah, do the, it, people. And the the Halloween episode for Community was unbelievable. Dude, the uh, the episode where at Troy and Abed's apartment maybe is the greatest episode of television I've ever seen. Every it, every season of Community. Wait, that's a that's a new season. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I don't. I haven't seen any of the new season yet, but it's yeah, it's super- it beats the the Modern Warfare episode. Yeah, dude. This when the, it's which episode is it? It's uh they they there's a housewarming party at Troy and Abed's apartment. I believe it's episode four of this season. I'll have to check that um, out. Then. And there's it's it's unbelievable. Um, it's just it's so smart. Like everything that happens in it. Very true. Um, speaking of modern warfare. Scott, are you just going to interrupt me when I'm in the middle of my part? You had your time. 
Not like you've played. Not like you've played Modern Warfare either, Scott. It came out today. It's true. I haven't got my copy. Nick, That's did what you? I was get, ask. Did you get yours, Nick? I, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I. I think I. I yeah. suck at those games bad enough that it's not fun to play. I'm going to wait until I have more time to play, which is not happening in the foreseeable future. So, just get Baby Ray and do it. Uh, <laughs> well, he he likes watching me play NBA 2K12, which is what I'm playing right now. Which oh, is, dude, is that good? Holy fucking shit! That's all I have to say. It's, Wait, what do you what what system do you have it on? Uh, Xbox. Nice. All right, I might go get that, and then can we can we head to head? Oh, dude, point? for sure. It's honestly, I mean, it basically fills the hole that I have for basketball currently. <laughs> Ray, I'm hearing rumors that basketball is going to be canceled the whole season. They have to. It's, it's like next Wednesday they have to know. Ugh. Yeah, ugh, it's terrible. But Who you I been did, talking to, Joey? Uh, David Stern. David Stern, yeah. Okay. Um, I did go to a Kings game the other night, and it's my first Kings game since 1992, <laughs> and it was awesome. I want to go to as many hockey games as I can now. Yeah. It was so much fun. That's cool. Um, yeah. Um, movie, real quick. I weirdly haven't been to the movies aside from Paranormal Activity 3 in a very long time. So I don't have a current movie that I would recommend. But uh, the 15th anniversary of The Frighteners came out on Blu-ray, and I would like to recommend people to watch that movie. Um, It's Peter Jackson directed it. Um, Michael J. Fox is in it. And it's he can see ghosts and have them haunt people's houses so he can make money. It's so it's such a weird movie because it's funny yet super scary. Yeah, it's it's so good, and I think just was completely under the radar when it came out, and now it seemed to have this like cult following, and people are like you know paying attention now. But it's it's great. It's it's such a good movie, and Michael J. Fox is the coolest. Oh, weird! The last episode I talked about a Michael J. Fox movie also. Yeah, just... I'm going to talk about Doc Hollywood next episode. <laughs> Good, and then Family Ties. Ah, oh, one of the greatest sitcoms of all time. Uh, you talking about Cheers? <laughs> Cheers is up there, and the Cosby <gasps> Show. Yes. Can we what? talk about Bored to Death? Sure. sure. I haven't watched it, but go for it. All right. No, I don't think anyone's watched it. It won't be fun then. No. <laughs> I've only watched the first two episodes, and it, it's funny. But I know it's your favorite show on television currently. By a mile. Which is pretty. We're, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, I look excited about a lot of things, but. Yep, her- heroin and bored death. Hero? What? I don't heroin, know. the drug, Scott. You know, <laughs> the needle in your arm. Oh, um, the only thing I only wanted to hit on three things: two TV shows and one movie. Um, right, is anybody else watching American Horror Story? Mm-hmm. No, I heard it's terrible and it looks stupid. No, <laughs> no, I disagree with those sentiments. Um, I mean, it's it's a very it's super unsettling. Like I can't even believe. Like watch the first episode, and if you d- if you don't like that, then you know that you won't like the rest of the show. Um, it's just I can't believe they get certain things on television. I mean, it's like on basic cable, and they're t- they're talking about retarded kids as mongoloids and masturbation scenes, and like I, I just can't even believe it's on television. FX um, has always been pretty risque, though. Yeah, and it's. But I mean, it, it, it pushes boundaries that I didn't think should ever be pushed in the first place. Like, um, yeah. Here's here's my problem with that show. Granted, I've never seen it. Okay. Every every single commercial, <laughs> every single commercial looks like a music video where it's just like 
here's something happening. Oh, here's something happening. But it's, it doesn't seem like there's a story at all. It's just images. It looks like a Nine Inch Nails video. Sure. No, no. I that it's the show is relentless in that fashion. Like basically, there's never any like breath. You can't really like oh take a breather. Like this is you know the moment where you get to relax on the show. It, you're constantly pounded with you know disturbing image after disturbing image. So. Um, I could tell. I, I agree. The show is not for everybody, but um, it, it. I really, really like it. It's hitting a lot of cool stuff that I don't think has been hit on television for a while. Cool. Um, I hope the other show that you want to talk about is a show that I want to talk about too. The Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh, that that has returned, and it's. Uh, I mean, it's starting off super slow. I could tell, um, and they're really, really focusing on developing these characters in ways that they haven't the first season. Um, but, I mean, I, I have faith that this show... I mean, the show doesn't need to worry about ratings anymore, so they know they're going to be around for at least another two or three seasons. So then stop making every episode so fucking boring. <sighs> this this season sucks. I don't give a fuck about that stupid kid, and I wish he would have died immediately so they wouldn't sit at this house for three episodes. <laughs> it's so boring. Every episode is painful. Yeah, I... I, I, I I can I can I can't disagree with you. I I guess I'm willing to look past these things because I whatever. I just have I have a lot of hope where they can take the show. And like I said, if they put if they seriously take like three percent of where the graphic novels take, like if they just put them in the same settings, it's the show's going to be incredible. I what I'm scared about is the because the season's going to be broken up into two parts, and the first half of it. Frank Darabont was still like he sh- like shaped the first half of the season, and then he was fired or left or whatever the case may be. And if it's this boring now, and he's involved, I'm really scared that the second half is just going to turn to shit. Yeah. Like well, and the problem is, is like I'm stuck in the same thing as like it was like season two of True Blood, where that show was terrible. That show was yet, terrible. <laughs> yet, yet every week I would be like, well, time to watch True Blood, and like I feel like it's a chore. Like, and I don't watch True Blood anymore. I finally have grown up and not watched that bullshit. But <laughs> this, like, every episode of The Walking Dead ends, and I'm just like, oh, thank God. And it's like, next Sunday, I'm going to sit there and, you know, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. It's- no, I, I mean, every everybody obviously has to have their breaking point of like, you know what? I just don't enjoy this anymore. You got to take, you got to cut your losses. Yeah. My, t- I guess my tolerance for zombies is much larger than yours. <laughs> but there's not even zombies in it. This last, this last episode had one zombie. I haven't watched this most recent one, so... Come on, Ray, what are you doing? Stop having a kid. I know. It's <laughs> more important things like television. That's very true. Um, any up- Ray, any updates on Ray's regrets? Uh, Ray's regrets. No, I mean, kid's over six months old now. Uh, he's... Is he talking yet, Ray? <clears throat> yeah, he started... Is he in school? Yeah, well, he started signing in French to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's impressive. It is impressive. But uh, no, no regrets. I mean, he uh, he's not sleeping as much anymore, which sucks. But I just, you know, kind of put a pillow over his face and tell him to be quiet. Is, is it, could you just <laughs> give him Coke all day long? Not Coke the drug, but as in Coca-Cola Classic. No, we started to, we start, we started to feed him actual uh, things besides breast milk, um, like rice cereal. And it's so, like... The concept of never tasting anything before obviously is so foreign to us, but it's fucking hilarious because you put – I mean rice cereal is like the most bland food ever. You put it in his mouth and he like acts like it's, you know, like 
uh, some dis- like poison. He's like, oh my god, what is this? And it's like, dude, it's rice cereal. Like, like, hey, you stupid kid, it's rice cereal. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's just so funny. Like, the, the concepts that you have to wrap your head around, where it's like, oh yeah, that's right, he's never tasted anything but this before. Um, yeah, it's funny. So, yeah, no regrets. Good. That's probably a good thing. Yes. And on that note, the movie I want to talk about very quickly is a movie called The Other F Word. It's a documentary on um, punk rock fathers. Uh, basically, it, it, it centers specifically around Jim Lindbergh, the vocalist of uh, Pennywise. Um, Ex-vocalist, ex right? Ex-vocalist. Ex, ex-vocalist ex, ex of, Pen- of Pennywise and current vocalist of the Black Pacific. Um, and then also it, it brings in like Lars Fredrickson from Rancid, Fat Mike from No Effects, Tim from Rise Against. So it has like a bunch of different dudes that, you know, have kids that are in punk bands. And uh, it's really entertaining. I mean, there's, there's points in the movie where it like really loses its focus and kind of tries to be like an oral history of punk. And you're like, if you're already going to see this movie, you're probably already aware that punk started in the late 70s and these bands were important. Um, so that, that's, that was the only part where it was kind of boring, but everything else was pretty interesting just cause it's like, you see these dudes who it's like, you know, Lars Fredrickson has tattoos on his face and he goes to a playground with his kids and everybody else leaves cause they're like, Whoa, fucking creepy punk dude. <laughs> My kids can't be around this guy. Um, so it's a very, regardless of if you have kids or not, it's just the idea of being sort of a different figure than what your parents were and kind of where that leads you. So a very interesting look at fatherhood, families, and all that type of stuff. So I recommend that to everybody. Cool. Yes. Um, and Nick, we had a few questions for you if you're uh, willing to stick around for a little bit longer. Sure. Oh, hell yeah. Um, <clears throat> what, what sort of – okay, well, first question. Clearly uh, – the main reason that a lot of people obviously initially paid attention to Circus Survive was because Anthony Green was fronting the band. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Weird, right? Um, so, I mean, I, and obviously everybody... I think that's still the case. Right. And so, <laughs> I mean, and do you, like, do you think it works so well because the rest of the guys, I mean, you know, all the rest of you guys in the band have very similar personalities and the fact that, you know, they're... There isn't this jockeying for a position where it's like, oh, I need to be like right. out in front. Do you th- like? Do you think it works so well because of that, or it it must? I mean, I don't know. I I never really thought about it. Yeah, I mean, because there there wasn't obviously an explicit conversation at the beginning of the band where it's just like, all right, well, clearly the spotlight's going to be on Anthony, and the rest of us have to get used to the back seat. Right. No, I mean, I I think that none of us including anthony really like want that specifically you know what i mean like yeah we're just trying to do our thing like no one's like fucking got stars in their eyes or anything like that sure um what's uh yeah. if you notice or what's what's one misconception that you think people have either about your band specifically or a band from like a career perspective because clearly at this point circus survive like all the members are living off of the band now um mm-hmm. so what what misconception do you think that people whether it's like your fans or whether it's like you know just kind of music fans in general have either specifically towards your band or 
from an overall perspective of just like being in a band? Um, you mean in a sense of as a career band, like you were saying earlier? Yeah. Or if there, if there's misconceptions that you think your fans have about the band where it's like, you know, I, I can't think of one, but you know, if specifically you notice certain things that the way your fans interact with you, where it's just like, well, I don't know why you guys think that way. This is, that's not the case. Or, right. or like I said, or like you said, specifically a career minded thing. Right. Well, I, I think that uh, one of the biggest ones is like a label's influence on a band. You know what I mean? Like there, mm-hmm. there's just always like, I'm, sh- I'm sure it's been the case for certain bands, but uh, like we've never really experienced that where in, in all, spe- all aspects of the band, like, you know, um, a lot of people think that what label a band is on has like a huge influence um on like who they tour with and stuff like that you know what i mean like i've just had several conversations with kids that are just like oh you guys are on atlantic now oh so you can tour with you can only tour with these bands i'm like what (laughs) (laughs) just things like that or or just you know the whole cliche like uh you know, music control and stuff like that. And I know that's the case for certain bands, but mm-hmm. it, the label, like, literally, for for us, had so little to do with all that stuff that I think most people would be surprised. You know, they're, they're literally kind of a bank for the band. You know what I mean? Right. Like, do you, like they're basically a vehicle for... Exactly. Like, they, they supply the money that we need to produce what we what we do. And uh, every, I mean, Equal Vision and Atlantic has been like that. Like, there, there really isn't this whole crazy, like, you know, right. third party big, shit going. Big, big brother is telling you what you guys need to yeah. do, and Anthony should change the way he cuts his hair and yeah. that type of stuff. I mean, obviously, they're they're suggesting uh, ideas for as far as like uh, what like videos t- to make. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we should do a video for the song or we should run this ad campaign or, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they're obviously doing those kinds of jobs, but as far as everything else goes, touring and that kind of stuff, like, yeah. Yeah. That makes, that makes sense. Uh, do you, do you think people have the perception like of a rock band to you guys as well, where it's just like, dude, you guys must get fucking crazy. And like, yeah. you know, does, does that happen to you guys as well or no? Yeah, I mean, at least once a day while I'm um, just hanging out, like, after the show or whatever, a kid will come up to me and just be like, hey, let's go. uh," It's like, you want to smoke? It's like, no. And it's like, oh, why not? It's like, I don't. What? You don't smoke? How do you live? It's like, I I don't know. You're like, I don't know, I must not be living. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, and do you find, I mean, now, obviously, since you've had an experience, like, you, with both a major and an independent label, um, you know, do you, do you find yourself kind of, you know, wishing for one or the other or wishing for kind of a combination of both um, since you guys have, you know, been able to experience both sides of the spectrum? Um, yeah, it's, it's not really, 
like I said before, they they really didn't, uh, as far as like how we felt um, as a band, it really didn't feel very different. You know what I mean? Like besides just the the amount of money that they put into things is that's like really the biggest difference. Like um, everything else from our viewpoint really kind of felt the same. And uh, I personally didn't have much of a preference. Um, they, they just supplied you with the cocaine you asked for, and that was kind of it. <laughs> exactly. No, I, I think that uh, the way that um, shit's going now, like it just seems like more, more and more bands are just going to start doing things independently, and um, I think that that's probably the future, or at least like through different. Um, distribution deals and stuff like that but sure i don't know um and then do you do you feel like just because the band is now going on how how many years have you guys been together now uh i think eight yeah um do you feel that your expectations have changed over time where it's like you know you might have and not even so much due to the fact that like you guys had, like you said, stars in your eyes as far as like where you wanted the band right. to potentially go. But um, <clears throat> you know, do you feel like the expectations have changed over time? Where it's like, you know, at one time we were like, all right, let's be a top forty band because that is like what what could have been fed to us at the time, or like what the sort of goal was, um, or you know, how do, how do you feel like that's changed within the band? Um, I mean, I, I just remember from day one the goal was to to be able to live off the band and uh i mean we pretty much just did that from day one but it was just different you know what i mean like it was way more (laughs) yeah like we i mean we just committed to the idea like as soon as the band started everyone's like this is all we're gonna do and you know the difference being back then it was like uh just more fucking shady and you know more 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 top of ramen meals yeah exactly jelly or just like uh, I mean, when we wrote, when we did the first record, we like Anthony would just like I'm probably throwing him under the bus right now, but he he would like go to different grocery stores and just literally fill bags and just walk, <laughs> and uh, he did that almost every day. Oh, that's and amazing! That's how we ate, but um, yeah, I don't know. So we just kind of committed to that idea, and it's still that's pretty much the goal, and the only difference is now there's kids involved and there's wives and there's homes. So the stakes are just way higher. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like so, we actually have to produce now, like as before it was like, well, it doesn't really matter. You know, it can't get any lower than this. Right. Well, right. It, it could, but sure. Yeah. Sure. So now it, it just feels more like a life job now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh no, no. I totally not not, not in a bad way. Just you know, sure. You have to, uh, you know, you have to be you have to be mindful of what it is that the band entails. Now it's not just you know exactly. You're it's not you're not just worried about yourself. Fun. Exactly. Yeah. Well, then yes. to to end things on sort of a you know positive note, <laughs> um, the I, we always like to ask our guests like kind of a a moment. I have a, I have a question, right? Okay, go for it. How how are the uh... The new Taken EP, how's that coming along? <laughs> We're, we still have one song, that's pretty much it. Oh. Yeah. 
Sorry. <laughs> not not the news I was looking for. Yeah. Well, the last I talked to uh, Eric, he like actually got together with Troy, and they were like actually recording something. I don't know if they finished anything, but yeah. Uh, the last question we always ask is um, about dick size. Uh, <laughs> uh, no rig. <laughs> how big? Do you say how big's your rig? <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, no, normally the last question is just like you know, seeing what you've done or you know, seeing what you've seen and done what you've you know, as guys have done. Is there something that stands out as just kind of like a, a holy shit moment? Like, how did this happen? Like, whether it's playing in front of you know twenty thousand people or you uh, know, meet, meeting the president, just something that right. just stands out as like a yeah, yeah. I think. Pro- Fuck, I don't know. I mean, you can just tell us how big your dick is if you want instead. No, no, that's cool. No, <laughs> pro- probably um, just the last record being number 11 on Billboard. That was probably it. I was that's, just like, yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> even, though it, even though it only equates to like two records anymore, but <laughs> hey, still, it's I'll one more it. record than uh, number 12. So, Well, and it, does, it doesn't beat how high Taken charted as well. True. But, you know, that was when uh, Billboard charts didn't exist. <laughs> well, Nick, thank you very much for hanging out with us. Yeah, it was fun. We appreciate the uh, insight and all the randomness that you have provided. Mm.